Good afternoon and welcome to your American Heritage, baby. My name is Ed Bondarenka and I am not your normal fluffy insurrectionist. And producing the show is the Swiss Army Knife of Radio, Derek Stone. Derek hosts Stone Cold Sports Truth Sundays at noon 30, right after my friend Sean Todd hosts The Intersection at noon. The Intersection is not your normal fluffy Christian show. And you should listen to both, not to mention the Saturday lineup of Abolitionist Round Abolitionist Roundtable at 9 a.m., Trigger Talk at 11 a.m., and Moment of Clarity right before this show at 1 p.m. And if you missed any, Go to the podcast page at whamradio.com to catch up or share with your friends. Your American Heritage is on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, and you can subscribe. Boost the signal. Be a Paul Revere. Get the word out because it's day 937 of the coup, the theft of the American government by enemies both foreign and domestic. Here's a quote for you. Now we are engaged in a great civil war testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. That was Abraham Lincoln, Gettysburg Address. That statement is as true today as it was in 1864. There's a war going on for control of America and you. Remember this country was founded on the notion of individual liberty and God given natural rights. Among these, the rights enumerated in the Bill of Rights. We've touched on those before on the struggle between the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists, but the Anti-Federalists gave us the Bill of Rights and the recognition of our right to freely assemble, to speak freely, and to petition the government over our grievances. And the Fifth Amendment, most famous for protecting mafia from uh, persecution or prosecution and against having to self-incriminate says, no person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for a public use without just compensation. Well, today we're gonna talk about due process and the denial thereof. But first things first, let's recognize that our government is warring against us, against the citizenry of this nation. Recent whistleblower testimony has revealed the efforts of this administration to attack and prosecute citizens on the basis of their political belief and activity for resisting tyranny. We recently celebrated Memorial Day and those who fought and died for this nation. D-Day is coming up. I knew some vets at D-Day, including my dad, and they put their lives on the line to protect liberty, not for you to be forced to acclaim the mentally sick proclivities of those who want our submission to their demands for recognition as normal. This government and its allies and corporations and the media war with us, particularly on that topic. They want us to submit to them in their quest for power overs. What is to be our response? We resist, we protest, we boycott, we boycott, we go to court, we vote. Whether they cheat or not, we vote and we pray. They have an army. Remember Loki from the Avengers movies and Tony Stark's reply? Well, how about this? I have an army. We have a God. Yeah, we have a God. Psalm 144 says, blessed be the Lord my rock who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Please clasp your hands and your fingers together. Let's pray, let's go to war. Father, please protect our nation and our state from these evil tyrants. Please deliver us from these ungodly oppressors. We live in a land that has the appearance of being wicked, of promoting wickedness and perversion. Please help us cleanse this land and remove the usurpers that have come to power. Please remove them utterly, please. 
and please motivate pastors to speak out and rail against this the iniquity and the sinful behavior of this government. And please lead and guide the American people in the days to come in resistance to these threats to our liberty. Please help us restore goodness and morality to the governance of our nation and our state. Amen. My guest today is Cynthia Hughes. Now, I don't think she's any relation to Theron Hughes, but Cynthia has been a frequent guest on Steve Bannon's War Room. She's the head of the Patriot Freedom Product uh, Project, which can be uh, seen at Patriot, well, I'll get that right, Patriot Freedom Project, all one word, dot com. And she and that group have been the subject of attack by leftist media, which is to be expected. I'm an Air Force vet, and you learn when you're over the target, expect flack. Well, they're getting flack. Cynthia and the Patriot Freedom Product Project have produced a book and an accompanying documentary called Due Process Denied. And you got to see that. It's good. Just Google it. You'll find it. It's good. I'd like to play this opening clip for you, and then we'll talk to Cynthia. Nobody wants to see the police attacked or assaulted. But on the other side of the coin, nobody wants to see, um, you know, an American citizen who wants to express their views or express their, um, you know, their distaste for something um, attacked either. And nobody wants to see an American citizen have their due process denied. That's the biggest thing here. All these people that have been rotting in jail and pretrial detention for almost two years, many of them do not have any criminal history or a minimal criminal history. I don't understand why they were not out on pretrial detention. Um, and I think that ignoring the civil rights and human rights of American citizens tied up with this January 6th crap is, is a bad thing. And I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat, everybody should be appalled at the treatment that these people have, been, have received. And I don't understand why, why more people have not spoken out about that. Amen. So let's talk to Cynthia. Hi, Cynthia. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. I'm blessed. Thank you for showing up. Tell us about yourself and how you came to be involved in this project. Oh, I am a, uh, I'm a, I'm a little nothing burger from New Jersey. And um, I have You're a child a of God. <laughs> Thank you. I am. I am that. Um, you know, I have a, um, I have, I grew up with this girl. We had, you know, we, we each had a son at the same time and she was a little crazy and had some life problems. And so her son lived with me a lot throughout his life, uh, especially, you know, as he got older, he lived with me, you know, quite a bit. Um, so I refer to him as, as my nephew. Um, he's more like a son to me. Um, and he went to the Capitol on January 6th and he had on a suit and tie and he went in the building and he didn't commit any violence. He didn't break anything. He didn't assault anybody. And uh, he was in there for about 30 minutes while he was in um, the building. He did not go in the chamber or the Senate rooms. He remained in the crypt. Uh, he found a Trump flag on the floor. He skipped around. Uh, it was, you know, just, well, I'll tell you story about that but um skipped around with the flag and um about 30 minutes later he he exited the building and he's been in jail ever since uh january 15th of 2021 so yeah, yeah. <laughs> my sentiments my sentiments that will motivate you i'm glad you i'm glad you picked up the the flag so to speak to carry not the trump flag but the flag of freedom 
to carry forward in this in this project. And let's review January sixth, okay? Do you do you want to talk about what led up to January sixth? The circumstances that you know, in so many people's minds, they forget what happened, why people were there. They they think, oh, it was just a Trump rally outside the Capitol, and uh, they they forget the historical roots. Do you want to talk about that a bit? Because I've been talking a lot. Sure, we could talk. We could talk about all things January six. You know, we we wrote a book. Uh, it's called Due Process Denied: The Detained, The Families, The Fallout. Um, you know, and in our book, we talk about um, you know what was January six, and. You know, some people call it a coup, some people call it a protest, some people call it a riot. We know a lot of people call it an insurrection. Um, but really, uh, you know, what it was, was a opportunity for the Donald Trump hate club, um, you know, to to step on his supporters to, you know, to get to him. And they took serious advantage of, uh, you know, of, of the amount of people that were going to come at the request of President Trump to hear his speech, you know, and show their, you know, their, well, dare I say it, their contempt of, of you know, what people thought was a fraudulent, fraudulent election. Um, and, you know, when I talked to my nephew about what happened there, I, I was not um, in DC on January 6th. I wasn't anywhere near the Capitol, but when I speak to him about it, um, you know, he has said that it was something very different. He said it, it was very sinister. He felt it. He said, you know, the prior to stop the steel rallies, uh, there was one in December, one in November. He said it was a very different feeling. And he said, you know, marching, you know, from the, the ellipse to the Capitol, people were happy People were singing. People were, you know, engaging with each other on, on a very positive note. Uh, you know, people were just celebrating, you know, Donald Trump and celebrating being in, in, you know, in the nation's capital. And the closer you got to the capital, the more you started to realize that something really badly was was going on and 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 about to happen. And if you notice, in the last couple of days, uh, with Julie Kelly and John Solomon. Um, you know, releasing that one video of Nancy Pelosi with her daughter in the Capitol where her daughter is following her around, you know, with a camera and, you know, she's being escorted out of the building. You have to scratch your head and you have to wonder and ask yourself and, and, and everybody in this country that, you know, um, is kind of sick of January 6th should be asking the same question. Why would people, you know, such as Nancy Pelosi's daughter, file for a film permit weeks before January 6th even happened. You know, what were they preparing for? What were they expecting? What what were they planning? It's very, very telling the fact that, you know, Alexandria, you know, pulled a permit, filed for a permit to film at the Capitol on January 6th. Why? Was it just because it was the election? count. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me why she would have done that unless she was, you know, um, informed that something could or might happen. And, uh, and I, I think everybody kind of felt it. I think everybody kind of knew we were, we were, we were the people that went there and even the people that didn't go and were watching it on TV. Um, people were kind of being led to the slaughterhouse, if you will. Why did Pelosi turn down Trump's President Trump's offer of National Guardsmen, you know, 
exactly. The same person who weeks later put up barricades around the Capitol and kept National Guardsmen sleeping in parking garages, you know, for, for quite a period of time, all for show. That's what these people know. It's, it's like show trials. It's like uh, uh, Potemkin villages, you know, it's just, it's all political show. Yeah. It is, it so, is. I'm sorry. No, that's fine, that's fine. Uh, what is the current situation with your son slash nephew? So, uh, so Tim was arrested on January 15th of 2021 and here in New Jersey where we live and he, he made bonds. He was arrested on a Friday night and that following Monday was a holiday and um, it was Martin Luther King, I think. And, um, and so he went to court that Tuesday and a judge here in New Jersey uh, was going to release him to me. But the, um, you know, the government, they filed an emergency order and they had that overturned. You know, that took precedent over the, you know, um, the magistrate of New Jersey. So right. he was in jail here in New Jersey and the marshals picked him up and he was bounced around to a few different jails before he ended up in D.C. Uh, on February 3rd of 2021. And that's where he remained until he went to trial the following April. So he remained in solitary confinement from February of 2021 all the way till April of 2022. And even then, he was still in a form of solitary confinement. He wasn't in a cell for one hour per day anymore, but he was in a cell, you know, for, you know, uh, he only had about five hours per day of rec. And that alternated. You were either out in the morning or you were either out in the afternoon. That was really hard for me. That was very, when, when and I don't mean to cut you off, but no. when, when I finally got the phone call from him and, you know, when he got, when, when he landed in D.C. and he told me that he was going to be in solitary confinement for 23 hours per day in a cell by himself. Everything, well, I don't want to say everything because I'm going to be honest with you. There are some people who went to the Capitol that day and they had bad intentions. You have some people that are the business opportunity. Uh, you know, you have some career criminals that are caught up in this. And, and, I, and I really want to put that out there because that, that group of people that I just mentioned, you know, that has a very strong impact on people like Tim because the majority of the people that have been arrested in this are like Tim. No criminal history, you know, no violent charges or some that were, were charged with violence never committed violence. Maybe they were in, they were standing in front of the tunnel. Maybe they were, you know, uh, standing near somebody else that was committing violence. These these cases I've sat in on a lot of uh, trials and sentencings. It would really blow your mind and and really turn your stomach to see. Is are handling these cases? It's I I knew we were in big trouble and I I couldn't stand by idle. Tim has had a very hard life. Um, grew up in a very abusive situation with his parents. Um, I've been in his life, you know, his entire life. And, and I, you know, and Tim is a very bombastic person. He doesn't have criminal history. He didn't commit, you know, acts of violence. But the problem is, is that Tim had some um, insensitive memes and pictures and, 
you know, things like that that were in his phone. The government released it. And he has taken a serious beating in the media. And of course, I have taken an even bigger, a bigger uh, beating because I'm, you know, his relative. I'm associated with that. And I've started Patriot Freedom Project. And you know how the left and the haters of Donald Trump, they love to call him a white supremacist. They love to, you know, call him racist. And uh, unfortunately, Tim had some unflattering pictures on his phone. And that was that was all they needed. They took it and they ran. And his character... Um, you know, has been obliterated. And, and it's, it's, it's really, it's a shame because they've done that to a lot of people. It's very sad what's going on. It's criminal what's going on. The fact that, I mean, solitary confinement is supposed to be reserved for incorrigible uh, um, prisoners, uh, detainees, for people who, uh, as a punishment for misbehaving while in prison, not to be a punishment during pretrial detainment while you're waiting for a trial. He's, isn't that what happened? He was waiting for a trial and he was in solitary confinement. Where's the justification for that cruel and inhumane treatment? Uh, or what's the, there's the term for it. Um, oh my goodness, it's slipping my mind right now. Uh, cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And you know, for the longest time, there were 54 men that were in the DC jail um, and they, they were all in solitary and the food was very bad. And, and I wish I could say that the food issue was a January 6th thing, but unfortunately I think that's just the way it is in, in the jails. And I think some of the jails are just, um, you know, just uh, reprehensible, if you will. This has been a very eye-opening experience. Um, and I, we have a very, very flawed and very failed judicial system. And, um, and it was, failed and flawed long before January 6th and President Trump and what happened on January 6th just opened all of our eyes and opened up Pandora's box and showed us, you know, just how troubling, um, you know, our our Department of Justice and, and our judicial system is. And I will tell you, um, when Tim, you know, was assigned his public defender or public pretender, as I'd like to call him, um, we couldn't have a conversation with him. He was a super nice guy, pretty decent lawyer, but you couldn't have a conversation with him without it involving, you know, the lawyer bashing Trump. He hated Trump and he wanted to make sure we knew that. And that was very, very unsettling. And in addition to that, Tim was an army reservist and he had been in the army at that point, just about 12 years. So without even waiting for his charges to be adjudicated, um, you know, he was kicked out of the army. And we had a JAG, you know, a JAG lawyer, because um, he was, you know, entitled to that because he had been in the military for more than eight years. Uh, so the JAG lawyer was, you know, was, was absolute trash, just garbage. And, he, you know, he despised him. He didn't like Tim. He loathed Tim. And he wasn't going to do anything to help Tim. And he went and had Tim's hearing with the army and never included me as Tim's power of attorney, never included Tim. Tim was not notified. So Tim was getting it from both angles. And I went on a mission. I just went on a mission. There was, it, like I said, for as much as I knew I was going to take a beating in the media, especially after I started Patriot Freedom Project, I didn't care. There was no way I was going to leave this kid alone in this situation. There was just no possibility. And I knew, I, you know, I knew 
because I know him, you know, and he's a he's a bombastic little jerk sometimes. And you know, <laughs> <Aren't we all? laughs> uh, I knew I knew what was on the horizon for us. But he's a good man with a really good heart, and would give anybody the shirt off of his back. Um, but uh, but the government, they just you know they went for the jugular. And um, it's going to be very, very difficult for him. He should be coming home. Well, he should be going into a halfway house, which is a whole other thing. That to me, that is like, and I, I, my brain is going in a hundred different directions right now. I could talk about, I wish we had five hours because nobody is talking about these things. You're talking about men and women who've never been in trouble in their life, who are rotting in jail, languishing in jail. And they won't even be able to come home and they have to go into a halfway house like that. That is maddening to me. The whole thing is maddening to me, but it turns my stomach to think what this kid has endured strip searches, you know, uh, you know, denial of due process, not being able to see, you know, his family not being able to cut his hair for more than a year. When I saw him in trial, it was the first time I got to see him in person. I was horrified. You're talking a man that was in the military who always, you know, kept himself in really great shape, always had his hair, you know, cut, clean shaven all the time. He looked terrible. He looked absolutely, I couldn't believe his hair, the beard. It was just, it was heartbreaking. And, and I, you know, listen, I get, I'm married to a cop. I'm the daughter of a cop. You can't assault the police. You can't do that. Okay. But we have to get to the bottom of what happened on January 6th and why people felt the need to protect themselves. I mean, when you watch a lot of the video, you're seeing these, these police officers shooting rubber bullets at people and hurting them, you know, spraying people with the amount of, you know, tear gas and, and mace. If and I may, launching tear gas behind the crowd instead of in front of the crowd right. to promote the crowd to rush the police in an attempt to get away from the tear gas. And so few people know that that's one of the tactics, tactics that the police used in order to generate the result that they got. I, it's hard to give credit to the government for planning something so well, particularly Pelosi. You know, to think there's a cabal that actually wanted to see all this happen. But there's some some unifying force behind this that caused this uh, incident, let's put it that way, caused people to act in a certain way. I mean, uh, police, Capitol Police holding doors open for people and walking them around. We've uh, since seen the, uh, on Tucker Carlson, we saw the video of, uh, and I can't remember his real name now. We've only got one minute before. Thank you of him being walked around and escorted. And then a few days later, he's let out of jail because it's obvious. And that should happen in many more cases. Um, like I said, we've got about oh, 45 seconds before the uh, segment ends. And I'm hoping to have you over after so we can have callers at 734-822-1600. And there are more topics to discuss here too. So for right now, the music's going to start, and let's not start a new topic. Thanks, Derek. Cue the music.
made to be courageous We were made to lead the way We could be the generation That finally breaks the chains We were made to be courageous We were made to be courageous We were warriors on the front lines Standing unafraid Well, thanks for returning to Your American Heritage, baby Thank you, Theron, for that little blurb there. And I'm your host, Ed Bondarenka. And once again, my guest is Cynthia Hughes, the Faith uh, Patriot Freedom Project, which is uh, patriotfreedomproject.com, and also the author of Due Process Denied. Uh, we're talking about January 6th, the events around there. Um, there's also a video that uh, they've produced. Uh, the first part has been released, and I'll let uh, Cynthia tell us. Uh, about that video and where it can be found. And the phone number is 734-922-1600. So, in fact, Cynthia, tell us about the video uh, since I, I give us the link and tell us how to see that. So, uh, dueprocessdenied.org. If you go to dueprocessdenied.org, you would be able to see the first part in our docuseries. And you would also be able to see where you can uh, purchase our book. The book and the docuseries have the same name. The book is Due Process Denied, The Detain the Families, The Fallout. And the docuseries is Due Process Denied, The Families of January 6th. And that's really what we focused on in the docuseries and also in the book. Um, we focus a lot on what's happening to the families. Because for me, that's, that's really where the collateral damage is. And it's not that, you know, um, the men that are languishing behind bars that, have lost everything. Um, but these women, there's so many of these women, they're just warriors. You know, they've really had to step up, you know, they've lost income. A lot of families have lost health insurance and, you know, um, you know, moms are working two jobs and, you know, these kids, not only are they separated from their father, but in a way they're separated, you know, from their mothers because mom's got to pick up the slack. You have men that were on, um, you know, government disability gone men that were, you know, uh, uh, honorably disabled from the military, benefits gone. Um, there's there's a lot of fallout here, and, and I don't think people realize it. And it's, it's going to be long-lasting. Um, you know, one of the things for me was children, you know, lo losing their health insurance. You had some children, or we have some children, who have uh, chronic medical issues. You know, changing doctors and you know, changing health insurance would, you know, could be very disruptive um, for a child that has, you know, serious medical issues. You had children that were getting their braces on and just started that process and they lost their dental insurance. And so Patriot Freedom Project, we've been able to pay COBRA payments for some of these families and their, their health benefits. Well, God bless you. I appreciate that. And by the way, folks, if you called that other number I gave, then you'll probably get somebody else because I misspoke and the Swiss knife caught me and it's 734-822-1600. Somehow I mistyped it so I wouldn't read it wrong. And uh, boy, that didn't work. So, but nonetheless, we do have a couple callers. Let's start with Joe Leonard and ask him how he really wants his name pronounced. Joe? <laughs> yeah, hello, brother. You've touched on some key things and missed one key thing. But first, oh, excuse yeah, me. 
Huh? <laughs> Excuse me, but go ahead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, like the known countless hours of video showing known Antifa people clearly there as plants wearing mega gear trying to mm -hmm. break windows, but yet. 99.999% of the people got into the building, and there's videos of it, through doors held open by Capitol cops waving people into the building. And you've kind of covered that. But so where is the arrest for the Antifa plant guy? We all know, we all seen on camera, breaking glass, not arrested. What about Ray Epps? out there inciting violence and yet mega people saying fed 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 don't fall right. for it he's free of course but yet people that roamed into the building again invited in you can't be trespassing if you're invited in and the key point you missed is again the guys the capital cops holding doors open, waving people in that were otherwise magnetically locked. Who from the inside in security department released the magnetic locks that had the building sealed and locked down? Yeah. That's a good Go question. Ahead. That's a really good question. And, uh, and, and hopefully we're going to find out now. Um, I, I really, I encourage everybody to follow Julie Kelly from American Greatness. She has done stellar reporting on this from the, from the beginning, from day one. I have been in communication with Julie from very early on in 21. She's the only one that has really stayed on top of this. She has also taken a terrible beating in the media. People are up in arms that she's, you know, been granted access you know, to the videos, people are upset with Marjorie Taylor Greene and, uh, you know, and the speaker and, you know, and I get that and I, and I support those people, but, um, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene does have a good point. You know, you have these different groups out here, sedition hunters and different people that have the name Hunter in, you know, in their, their Twitter name or their, you know, Instagram name, whatever. And they make it their life's business to, you know, dox these people you know, to, to find out who they are, put their public information out on social media, addresses, their family information. We have to be very, very careful here. We don't want anything to happen, um, you know, with Julie or John Solomon or the other, you know, um, you know, different journalists that are going to get access. We, we need to make sure that um, they're protected and, and that they can deliver. And so I don't think we should be putting too much pressure on them, but I do feel very confident that Julie will be uncovering just a ton of a ton of answers to many many questions. Yeah, I've tried to get David through to Coleman Julie Kelly. Was on. We were talking about this. I made that same point. If all these people were crackpots, there would be no need for any of this. But they've got mountains of evidence behind them. It's like the fraud vote in the last election, whether you argue it, it would have swayed the election in any given state is a different argument. But you can't say there was no voter fraud, and you can't say there isn't exculpatory evidence. It's just not arguable. It's there. Anyone can see it. 
I agree. All right, thanks for calling, Joe. All right, love you. Take care. All right, talk to you later. Uh, before we continue, actually, I was, I've was i tried to get uh, Julie Kelly's attention. I just can't seem to get through. If any of my listeners are wondering, why haven't you had Julie Kelly on? Well, I just can't break through to some people, and uh, that's one. So, and But I think we have a great guest today, Cynthia Hughes of the Patriot Freedom Project and of the book Due Process Denied, and the video also Due Process Denied, which is very powerful, very powerful to listen to the testimonies of these family members about the people that were incarcerated. And I'm listening to these depictions of these people like your Tim and others, you know, people, everyday citizens, Trump supporters at a rally and says, hey, let's go over here now. Cynthia, so uh, do you have anything else you wanna share in the remaining minutes of the show that uh, that I haven't asked you about yet? Um. I just, you know, I I wish for people to just really, you know, spread the news about, you know, Patriot Freedom Project. There's a lot of fundraisers out here, but this is this is really the only fundraiser that is, um, you know, supporting the families, you know, helping the families with, you know, emergency repairs and paying mortgage and paying rent, utilities, um, and also uh, we have we have spent, you know close to a million dollars on legal fees for a lot of these cases, helping the lawyers. And, um, and we need to continue that because there's a lot of appeals that are going to be needed. Um, you know, I'm hearing from Stuart Rhodes family. I'm hearing from Kelly Meg's family. Um, you know, the proud boys, they're all going to need funds, uh, you know, to file, you know, file an appeal. You have to remember, um, in the very first Oath Keeper trial, where you had Stuart Rhodes, Kelly Meggs, Thomas Caldwell, Jessica Watkins, and Kenneth Harrelson. They were all just sentenced. Stuart Rhodes was sentenced to 18 years in prison. He That's didn't ridiculous. even go inside. He didn't go inside and he was sentenced because of words that he said. And think about this. Um, there's no history. He has no history that matches, you know, the big tough, you know, scary talk that he, you know, he was, you know, speaking or spewing, whether it was in a text, whether it was in a, you know, telegram chat or whatever, you know, whatever one of those platform chat rooms, um, he, he basically has been sentenced to 18 years on, well, what if he did this? You know, the words that he spoke, what if he decides to act on them? Um, you know, and, you, you that was the case pretty much for everybody, all those oath keepers. And, you know, he got sentenced to 18 years. Kelly Meggs got sentenced to 12 years. Jessica Watkins got sentenced to eight and a half years. And Ken Harrelson got sentenced to four, to four years, four years too long because he really didn't do anything. I mean, nothing. And now this wait, was go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now we wait to see what they're going to do to Tom Caldwell. You know, um, Tom Caldwell, he's an absolute love. He's a wonderful man. Him and his wife, they went to the Capitol. They didn't go inside. They're wonderful people. When you played the clip earlier, uh, that was the wife of Tom Caldwell. They're wonderful, wonderful Christian people. Um, he was a lieutenant commander in the Navy. He wouldn't hurt a fly. And, um, you know, his the, the future, I mean, he's an older man with medical issues. And his... You know, the future is very uncertain right now. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. I think it is a good sign 
that he was not sentenced with the others and that maybe the judge is thinking that it would be really wrong to jail somebody who was simply just at the Capitol. Um, Cynthia, we yes. only have a few, we only have about a minute and a half left. The music's gonna start about 30 seconds. And I just, there's a couple things I wanna say here. Now, one is uh, words are violence. Remember that words are violence. So that's, they said something. This is a complete abrogation of their constitutional God-given rights. Not rights given by the Constitution, but supposed to be protected by the Constitution and this government. These people have been have been demeaned and and terrorized. Families have been terrorized. And I want to pray right now. I want to pray for you and these people. And by the way, I want to say real quick before I forget, PatriotFreedomProject.com. You can go there. You can find out about these prisoners, and you can write to them. You can support them financially, and you can also communicate with them to encourage them. But right now, I'd like to pray, Father. I thank you for patriots like Cynthia Hughes and, and her associates. And I ask you to please help those who are in detention. Please help this country. Please make a way for them to get free. And please bless America. Amen. Thanks for joining us, Cynthia. Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And if you go to the website, you'll see a special message from President Trump. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks. Thank you. Join us next week. Less technical difficulties.